Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show. I'm Tiffany Blockman, my so-called fabulous. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing out there? So, everyone, it's the month of June, and I have declared it the month of love. Now, you're thinking Valentine's Day, aren't you? And you're thinking I'm truly in menopause. Well, I am. And uh, it's February. No, no, no. It's June of 2021. And I'm going to do a podcast every week featuring love of some kind. And um, you'll see, you'll hear more about that as the month's coming along. But I want to introduce you to my friend. I've had her on the show before in a different format completely. But Bonnie Smith with Shop with Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie, how are you doing? Hey, Tiffany. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my I just, I can't even, uh, everyone, you know, that person in your life that just um, makes you happy and you just surround so much positivity in my life. You have walked into my life incidentally through social media, obviously, and influencing. And um, you have met me. You've changed my life. You've helped me in my business and in my personal life. You... You have surrounded my daughter with happiness and mentorship that is incredible. And then my husband loves you. I mean, it's just a win-win. And then Lala, good grief. She just, <laughs> but she smells Lucy on you. So y'all can't, you can't, we can't give you that one. <laughs> you make me cry. Well, no, no. Oh, well, I could, so maybe, Thank you know, you. maybe if you Thanks cry, so I'll get more likes. Or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it's, it's a blessing knowing you. I absolutely love not just being a part of your brand and business, but your friendship is incredible. You're wow. like this ray of light, Tiffany, and uh, everything you do in your brand shines. And all of your listeners and your followers, they they feel that. That's why we stay tuned in. Wow. <laughs> give, give us something to um, feel joyful about and right. something to consider and broaden our minds and educate and all the things, girl. You know, and I appreciate what you're saying. And and, and I went into this business and people do um, ask me, what are you crazy, Greg? Retired. You, you, you know, you should, and I'm not ready to retire. You should but be on the beach every you, day. Exactly. You should do that. <laughs> and I, my mind is not ready yet. And yeah. I feel like I have so much to share with so many people of so many different demographics, age differences, yes. male, female, gay, what straight, whatever the case may be. All the things. All above. But, you know, th- there's times, and I, and I have to ask you too, there's times in my career that, especially lately, because we've had some growing pains mm-hmm. and I've shared all that with you and you're so sweet to text me in the middle of the night. All hours. All hours I of love night. Our I love early morning texting. Yeah, well, she's an early morning girl with <laughs> <I> me. <am. laughs> but, you know, there's times where you just really do look up and go, what the hell am I doing and why? And then you have to have that that DM from someone or you have to, ha- you know, make a difference for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to remind everyone you were on last Gosh, when was it? January? I, I can't even remember. We were in the building and I can't remember what episode. Paul might have to look up for that, which episode it was, because I want you to go back. Some months back. Yeah, several months back. And listen, but it encompasses your career mm-hmm. and your your you are shop with Bonnie. Yes. And we talked about how you got started in your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Give me a, a couple of minutes, just everyone that doesn't know you, what you do. Yes. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It kind of goes into a lot of fun and fabulous areas of my business. I am a professional wardrobe stylist and um, anything pertaining to closet edits, 
um, styling from things within your wardrobe, personal shopping, packing, you name it. Uh, anything in the wardrobe is what I do. And, and I set out with a list of services that are available to empower my clients through fashion because, let's face it, when we look good, we feel good. Oh, and so it's, it's amazing. It's very empowering. And it also allows you to walk into your closet and see possibilities that are hanging. Whereas, you know, before you just see it as a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I see it as a creative expression. So you do. It's very much a creative process. You've seen me at work with my flat lays. Like I want my clients to have a cache of photos of outfits ready to go when they're packing or when they're just going on date night, just something. So it's a done for you service and Mm -hmm. the quality of the service grows as I continue to work with that same client. Mm -hmm. We innovate, we get better, we get more efficient. Right. You know, I almost work myself out of a job. It gets so streamlined. I mean, it's it's amazing. So, so it's really fun. When you, when you came on the show last time on episode number 57 is was shop with Bonnie. So please go and listen to that one again. It was fabulous. It was. And, um, so on that episode, I hadn't exactly, you and I just met. So we were just getting to form our relationship and you came into my life because my, I need flat lace. I need, um, I need styling because I don't have time. And, and, and you and I've discussed stay in your lane, do what you're good mm-hmm. at. Delegate. Delegate. Mm-hmm. Because here's what, here's the thing that we talked about before too. We're going to get into love. We promise. We promise. <laughs> but, um, the, honestly, like there was an event, your birthday party that I went to, I would have gone and spent money on a brand new dress and you convinced me I was I was really fighting you mentally don't do it you've got it in your closet and I'm like I don't have it I don't have a thing in my closet that is a farce everyone if you look at my feed but I just couldn't (laughs) I couldn't get it together it was a big event I needed to look fabulous you know and um she came in it honestly so when people talk to me about, well, is she expensive? Is, you know, how much is it? And I said, you know what? You can do the math. I mean, <laughs> if you go to Target, you can put an entire outfit together for one hour of what, you know what I mean? So then you have, yeah. but you have what it's, you have. Uh, yeah. It's all subjective. I mean, it is. It's an investment in yourself mm-hmm. and your confidence. And, um, you know, I work with women ages 30 to my eldest clients, 92. I mean, and we look good. Mm-hmm. You know, we innovate, we stay comfortable, we stay current. Um, I've gone through different phases of pregnancies and retirements, um, different areas of a woman's life where mm-hmm. we change and our clothes have to change with us. Right. So it's just part of it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so in our friendship, we have entrusted in each other and I have told everyone that Greg is my third marriage. Mm -hmm. My first one was tragic. My second one, I have a fabulous daughter, fabulous daughter. Mm -hmm. And my, my third one, I got it right. I got it right with Greg. You and I have so many similarities because, um, you have gone through quite a bit. You've gone and and you have said this with great love comes great loss. Yes. So, Bonnie, you, you grew up in East Texas. You came on over to Fort Worth. I know you went to UTA for a little, uh, for a couple of years mm-hmm. and decided you wanted to be in the fashion industry. Yes. So tell me how you met your husband, Lee Smith. And I'm going to say husband because I'm not sure the right way, do you say 
former? You're not my old. late husband. Thank you. Yes, that's okay. the, yes, that's the I guess the etiquette way, but I, I don't. Nothing offends me. So, right. um, you know, even though I have a new love now, Lee is my late husband. So, I met Lee through mutual friends and a, a series of events while I was working at Neiman Marcus. Um, you know, we we connected on a friendship level first, and his marriage was ending. And my relationship was ending. And we kind of found each other with more than just friendship feelings. And, you know, there's a lot of gray in between that whole story. Sure. And uh, that truly is, it's our story of how, you know, we decided to start a life together. And when we did, we were all in. And, and it turned out to be nine amazing years that we had together until he passed. And what happened in this? Was it expected? You know, I've lost my mom to cancer and it was... It was expected? Well, we got it. And I mean, she was diagnosed and four years later, she... It was four grueling, grueling years, mm-hmm. you know? So was it that? Did he... What, what happened? So what happened... Um, Lee was not in terrible health. He was going in, um, this was summer of 2017, he was going in for just a routine stomach procedure. We were told it would be quick and easy and home same day. And there were some major complications in that procedure that were not foreseen. And it ended up turning into an extended hospital stay, um, followed by pneumonia followed by um, induced coma. There Mm -mm. was a a lot of, it was just a domino effect of not being able to breathe and um, suffering from things that happened uh, Mm -hmm. in his procedure that just, that just weren't healing. His body wasn't healing. And so it was, um, it was tragic and, and very unexpected to answer your question. So what age was he at the time? He was 56. He's 56. Mm-hmm. He's my age. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Bonnie, I just had chills. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was 32 okay. when I became a widow. Leave us, um, oh, gosh. I know. That well, sounds a young, crazy, right? young age. Yes, it does. 32. It does. And even the word widow is just like... That's, that's not me. Um, but but yes, uh, 32 years old, um, Lee was 56, and, and he passed. And um, my life forever changed, Tiffany. <laughs> from, from that moment of loss, it changed the course of my life, mm-hmm. ultimately. I mean, up until that point, life had been... I mean, I don't want to say like relatively easy, but it was, um, we definitely lived life in a very uh, YOLO sort of phase of, mm-hmm. you know, you only live once. And mm-hmm. and there was so much joy and fun and uh, memories being made. It was so busy and full of family and this and that. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. And after I lost him, it was a point that I thought, what now? Mm-hmm. You know, all the plans that were made, all of the dreams of doing and going and being. And, 
you know, you marry someone with the intention of for life. I know it doesn't always happen that way, but, Mm -hmm. you know, in my young mind, that was going to be the person I lived my whole life with. And knowing he was older was a chance I was accepting. Um, I was accepting of the children that he provided uh, when he, you know, when he and I got together, we didn't intend on having children. He already came with children and I was happy to embrace that. And, um, so losing him, it was like losing the cornerstone of, of our family. Right. It's very tragic. Right. And the age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I sit here because <clears throat> Greg is 12 years older than I am. And I think about that a lot, you know, yeah. but he's a healthy fabulously you know what I mean I mean so full of life and yeah just think I'm 56 you know I mean so how yeah how you recover from that oh Tiffany how did you recover from that you know um one day at a time yeah there's really I mean gosh I had so many things and tips prepared to tell your (laughs) listeners. I'm like, they need to know this and they need to focus on this. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like one day at a time and no one grieves just right. Um, when you're, when you're faced with such a tragedy and it's like your partner is gone, you have to pick up all those pieces and figure it out. And, and even just the smallest things like learning to pay a different bill that you weren't Mm -hmm. used to paying before is a, is an accomplishment Mm -hmm. and, you know, becoming just the sole proprietor versus, uh, the partner. It's like a little, little daily changes our successes. And, um, I'll be honest. I made a lot of mistakes in my mind during the grieving process. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect way. And you feel all this sense of pressure and judgment from, other people like, okay, am I supposed to be feeling this way? Is this normal? Um, you know, I, I immediately tend, I immediately turned to just devastation and isolation and was, um, kind of in just that full mode of, of, sadness and depression Mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat. I mean, there was no optimism whatsoever. So um, how did I deal with it just one day at a time? And Mm -hmm. and a lot of little steps and a lot of mistakes that, you know, were brought to my attention Mm -hmm. that that I had to just, you know, correct the course. Right. And, you know, Greg and I are pretty, pretty good at at preparing for something, but either one of us, um, he's, he is, he is my, he's my rock. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm the person that keeps everything in line and on track. And you are, I, you're a great CEO <laughs> of y'all's you know, marriage and I love you too. You know, I love you too. Well, we love you too, but it's, you know, you, you, we think about it and then we go, hey, someday we have to go, wait, Wait, we wait. We really need to think through this, but mm-hmm. but um, and Greg and I being twelve years apart, um, you know, I remember when I started dating him. Now, when I started dating, I'm I'm fifty six, so I, it was older in life. Mm-hmm. Like Kennedy dating someone twelve years older, she's twenty two <laughs> right now. Would kind of be yeah, pseudo creepy. But, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so you're you and your husband were how many twenty four years twenty four years apart, years mm-hmm. apart but you you felt parallel, right? Yes. And it's something I can't really explain. First and foremost about me, I don't, I do not have a type. 
You don't? My type is you must adore me and love me every day. Like it needs to be, I need to be the queen treatment. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a type. I never envisioned myself with a certain type person. I really based my love and feelings off of um, just that, just the feeling mm-hmm. I get when I'm with someone and is it sustainable? And that's what I, I did. I, I immediately loved Lee. Mm-hmm. I loved him for the kind of person he was, um, incredibly kind and fun and generous. And he he was very much a, you know, kid at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. A young soul. So here we are. He was a young soul. And here's me. I've always been told I'm an old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just, we worked. We mm-hmm. worked well. It worked well. Yeah. And it hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't. This this summer uh, will be four years since. Oh my stars! Four four years. It it's weird too, Tiffany. Sometimes it seems like it happened ten years ago mm-hmm. because there's been so much work and effort that's gone into healing past the the tragic loss. And but then sometimes I wake up and I'm like, wow, it felt like it happened last year. Mm-hmm. And it, there's all the different um, emotions that come along with grief. The grieving and, process. And, it's, and it is absolutely a journey. Mm. I have to express that to your listeners, that grief is such a journey. And I was fortunate enough to um, go through therapy with the amazing Dr. Patrick O'Malley. Hmm. He's actually here, Fort Worth local. Really? Yes. And I mean, even if you don't live in Fort Worth, I highly suggest um, getting in some sessions to um, to work on your grief journey with him. He also has an amazing book uh, called um, Getting Grief Right. Wow. It's on Amazon. Um, and and he is he's the one that kind of steered me in an even, you know, it's a process in even better direction. Once I kind of incorporated his grief as a journey, it's not a mental illness. We just take a pill and get over it. Mm-hmm. It is not something you ever get over. It's an, it's an, it's an imprint on your heart. Mm-hmm. You just learn how to grow and heal and keep moving. Right. And and you learn to live again mm-hmm. through the journey. It never goes away. You never stop having a, a love for that person. It's it's something that's always with you in your heart. Right. But you learn you learn through the process of of growing and healing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I lost my mom and I am embarrassed to say so. I asked dad the other day because I was writing my Mother's Day letter on my um newsletter and I had to text my dad again. When did mom die? <laughs> he knows the date and the minute. He knows sure. exactly, mm-hmm. you know, that was his soulmate mm-hmm. between 19 and 20 married. And um, he he told me, and I, and, I, and I sit here right now, and I can't remember the date. Mm-hmm. I block the date out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is part of a grieving process. Yes, I'm is. in denial. Yes. Yes, um, because is. I still... I, uh, Sundays, Kennedy's, it was her photo shoot, which you helped us with. Yes. Um, and I was going to call mom. Mom's dead. Oh my gosh, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally like yeah. turned and it's, I, and it's been what, eleven, twelve years, and so. But still, you think of her. Oh, when something amazing oh, has gosh. happening, or something maybe that's heavy on your heart. You think, 
to turn to her. That yeah. she's missed my daughter. Gosh, <laughs> that she's missed everything. She's such a great girl and lordy. So love in the grieving process. So I know it hasn't been long, but I don't know about you, but I just, that's something with me. I'm like, dad, I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm texting you again because <laughs> then dad wants to call and talk to me about it. He just wants to relive it. And dad is happy. He has a fabulous woman in his life now, but it took great. a long, long time, you know? I mean, I know. It, it's, and, and it, he was grieving. And, um, but yeah, it was, but let me ask you, because when my mom died and then my first husband, which was a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Your face when you said that was great. I'm telling you, (laughs) thank you out there. Thank you next. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he did a little prison time, so let's just say that people love me. There's just drop, that. So drop yeah, the mic. Drop the mic on that. So I have been through that. I didn't go, but um, so anyway, th- there were some really bad things that went down with that whole marriage. So, um, so if I say that I was grieving when that went over, no, you know there was a murder trial, but uh, there, there's that. Okay, there's that too. There's, I mean, y'all want any more? What else you want? So anyway, um, spilling the tea is everywhere on this table right now. There's tea all up in this place. So. So, um, so yes. So I would say that grieving, I was, that was a choice of, I got out, I got out just in the right time. So, but still, you know, you have PTSD that (laughs) people are just going to kill people, but you know, grief comes, grief comes with a lot of things in life, grief over, which I'm not trying to downplay my loss Mm -hmm. and compare because not all, like all grief is grief. You know, mm-hmm. um, with great love comes great loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can experience grief through a divorce. You can experience it through the loss of a business or bankruptcy. Um, you can experience that that deep depression mm-hmm. and hurt in a lot of ways. Sure. So I feel like the things that we go through in life, I mean, I just refuse to believe that it's... Um, it's not there to make you into the person you were maybe meant to be mm-hmm. and to allow you empathy to connect with other people in this life right? based on your experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and no, I don't run around town and talking and gabbing about the fact that I'm a widow. That's just, that's just part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's an experience that cha- forever changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think to anyone that's experienced a great loss can agree with me that you're you're just never the same. You you do. You learn to live again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, my second marriage to Kennedy's daddy, great, fabulous man. We co-parent yeah. great. I mean, it's we just shouldn't have been married, but we had a we have a few beautiful, beautiful child, but I think that was my grieving time. So I'm going to ask you this. So there was a time during that time, and here I am, a single mom. I just look at myself and I'm go shake my head at that young girl. And my therapist has said, give that girl that that young girl permission to grieve. And so maybe she enabled me. I don't know. But I went through a phase where I was working too much mm-hmm. for another company, mm-hmm. um, working way too much. My eating disorder was kicking in, mm-hmm. um, because I was depressed because mm-hmm. I, marriage failed mm-hmm. is why I was depressed. Sure. Um, we're both better off now. Um, I was depressed and not eating Overworked. and, and then I was like starting to drink too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it took someone to say to me, Hey, 
you got to get it together. You know, you know, you're doing this. I'm like, I am. I didn't even realize what I was doing, the self-destruction and the spiraling. Did you experience anything like that? Oh, Tiffany, I can certainly relate to this. I, I think that after Lee passed, I went into such a, a dark place. Um, I felt very much the victim. And, and I say all of everything I'm about to say, I, I truly have forgiven my mistakes and missteps for this process because it was just part of my healing. But, you know, he left behind, um, a mother, um, me, his wife and a brother and three amazing kids. And we were all just treading water. So my treading water turned into a, a very dark year of depression and, um, overeating and over drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and isolation. Mm. Um, that was the hardest. I, I had so many friends prior to that in such a vibrant social life. And I, all I wanted to do was just be left alone to wallow mm-hmm. after that happened. And I, I could literally just not get out of my own head and sometimes I kick myself thinking, God, you did not give enough attention to the people around you and you didn't respond to messages and you didn't accept a dinner invitation. And that would have been a good idea, Bonnie, Right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, you say to yourself, looking back, like that would have been great. You should have done that, but could have, should have, I, I was very mm-hmm. much in a hole and I allowed myself to wallow for far too long. And it caused a lot of damage just in my own mental health. My physical health was really bad. Um, overweight and, um, and drinking too often. I mean, I pretty much had no coping mechanisms or skills other than like, let me just numb it out or maybe buy something or let me just go to the spa for a minute and get a massage and not think about it and just push it, push it, push it away. And, um, I, I just had no sources of joy at the time. And so I wouldn't let it in either. Um, what's amazing is that I did have some cool, beautiful people around me. Um, my friend Karen and Shelly, mm-hmm. um, that popped in that just made the biggest difference in the landscape of, of my heart that, the things that people did to try to bring me back to life, it seems, I'll just never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget having lunch with my beautiful friend Jackie and after, um, and she was like, I, and we look back at it now, it's like she knew at the time I was just not well, mm-hmm. very sick and just did not know what to do next. And and that's kind of why I I really felt like people out there listening to this, we have at some point been there or will be there at mm-hmm. some point. Yes. You will feel this deep sadness that is more than just a, I'm having a crappy day. It's, it's deep. And then all the people around you are hurting too, and you don't know what to do for them. And, um, and, and to that, I just say, it's really just finding one thing, one day at a time that um, brings honor to yourself and it brings honor to that person that you lost. Mm-hmm. 
um, I have no doubt in my mind that my late husband Lee would want me to be thriving mm-hmm. and he would want me to be happy and whatever that looked like, uh, it's, it's really not up to anyone else to say it's up to me. It's up to me to decide how to live a happy and healthy life. And and that's what I'm after these days. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm after. You know, you know, you're thriving, right? <laughs> Do you know that? You you do know that. Like the chick is thriving, people. Just saying, she's she's hit it. So okay. So before I hit your thrive, how did did when did you decide to get therapy? Was Jackie or someone or Shelly telling you, okay, here's a good therapist, or did you go? No, I'm gonna give this huge shout out to my mother. Um who is the most strong, influential. She is my real life influencer. Oh <laughs> she, my goodness. I'm a mama's girl through and through. And oh, I hope she listens to that. She knows it already though, but she, she really intervened um, as well as uh, Lee's mother, uh, Virginia stepped in and those two ladies gave me a tremendous amount of support and, um, I don't want to say an ultimatum that wasn't even, it wasn't right. even like that, but it was more like a, you got to change kind of an intervention, Some, sort of, sort it, of. it was sort of like, um, what you're doing is not right. Like mm-hmm. the way, um, the way you're living, like, this is not, it's not healthy. It's not good. It, you know, you're so young, it's time, it's time, it's time. And so, you know, the, the mothers took over mm-hmm. and, and really spoke to me. And I have so much respect for those two ladies, my mother included. I just, I couldn't ignore it. It was time to get my health in check and to mentally work, to put the work in mentally, because mm-hmm. it is an inside job. You know, the outside can look like a mess or it can also look really pretty, but it is absolutely an inside job when you choose to take your life in by the reins and just start writing it out and learning and growing and and digging into the feelings and and stop deflecting and avoiding everything that hurts you just facing it with all the fears mm-hmm. right so you start you went to therapy then I did that's when you Intense. found doctor and well Dr Patrick O'Malley was a great part of my therapy I also did um some dependency therapy. Mm-hmm to separate myself from the overeating and the over drinking mm-hmm. um, through a great process of um, you know outpatient therapies and in learning how to live in a way that supports my body at mind and spirit right so there was a spiritual ele- element to my healing because I was never really quote religious mm-hmm. um, Lee and I weren't heavy churchgoers but, I found a great sense of comfort in prayer Mm -hmm. and spiritual time with God that really comforted me. Right. And another resource for your listeners is there is free counseling. And if you are seeking a support group, I would encourage you to check your local churches. They offer great support groups that you can go and you can lean on other people that are experiencing grief uh, as well. So there's that. there's that as well. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how people do surround you. And then there's that group of people too, that they don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, then you can't yes, fault and that's it. Okay. It's okay. That's okay. And, and I, I think I experienced a, a huge diverse um, response from people. There were people that had lots of things to say and coming to me with like tons of inspiration. And then there were also those people that, um, you know, didn't know what to say, so they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't hold that against anyone. Right, um, no. You know, it's Heavens okay. Sake. I think it's okay. We're, we're all just trying to do our best in life. You just right. don't take it personal. And you know what? That's maturity too. That is that is maturity. I've yeah. listened to some girls and um, Kennedy's friend group right now mm-hmm. of, um, you didn't check on me or you didn't, you know, I mean, they don't yeah. know what to say. I mean, but they're in their 20s. I know we're all just trying to live our life yeah. as best we can. And, and we're not all going to be all things to all the people. Never way. It's, no. There's not enough hours. There's not enough hours. <laughs> in the you know least. that. Oh, heaven's good. Grief. <laughs> so you said something earlier and I have to tell you this, and I've said this before on my show, but um, you said the words, I was embarrassed. You had a little shame involved. Mm-hmm. So, Bonnie, 1984, no, 87. Yeah. I guess that was you. I was going to see, I forget this stuff because I put it <laughs> Block away. Block it. Yeah, put that crap away. <laughs> that was probably the, uh, you know, I was right after I graduated TCU. So, um, d- you know, f- divorce, Catholic church, had to go through that whole, mm-hmm. and um, went through that annulment. But, um, but I was so embarrassed. So, I only wanted my small town. I didn't even want my small town people knowing, but they knew because that was it. Mm-hmm. I led such an, I was so, it was such an abusive, horrible marriage that um, I really secluded myself from people. I was being physically and mentally abused. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so embarrassed when I had a divorce. It's like, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed yeah. that he killed someone. I am, um, and I didn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend of mine in Austin, one of my best friends. Now you're just probably one, you're not a friend if you can't tell us. She found out I had a first husband on my podcast. And my podcast is a little over a year old. Wow. So by the time I made the decision to, to, t- to do a podcast, I decided, you know what? It's time to rip the Band-Aid off and to tell everybody what you've gone through Mm -hmm. Some people care, some people don't care, but I was so worried that just because I was married and chose, boy, did I choose incorrectly. Man, I was- Picker was bad. Picker was bad. (laughs) Lordy mercy. And wasn't that cute either. So um, anyway, so- But the embarrassment. The embarrassment. So what, 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 what were you embarrassed about? What I was really embarrassed about is how long I- continued to wallow. And I've long since, I don't say long since, but I have forgiven myself for not being there for the rest of um, the family during their grieving. Mm-hmm. I was I was so deep in my own grief, I just couldn't even see straight. Um, I was I was embarrassed to almost live again or to show any signs of joy because in my mind, the worst thing in life has just happened and you should just be sad. Like 
Wear black the rest of your life. Like, honestly, yeah. what people like, do they really want to see me smiling and having a good time? Right. Uh, more or less with like someone else. Mm-hmm. And so there was like this whole element of, of em- embarrassment because I wallowed for just way too long in my mind. Um, and just the, the sadness that I felt for the other people right. that were around me. Because yeah. that's your heart. That yeah. is your heart. Yeah. If it, you know Bonnie, that's her heart. Yeah. And I can imagine you feeling poorly about that. But yeah, Bonnie, I mean, I mean, come on. I know, but that's just like mm-hmm. me knowing my true heart. I, I just felt like, oh, I could have done that better. I really could have. Mm-hmm. I, I really could have been better. I'm way stronger than that. But at the time, Mm-mm. I wasn't. At there. the time, I wasn't. I was not mentally or physically healthy, and I was not able to process. And 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 it just happened in the way that it was supposed to happen. And so, have yeah, you forgiven yourself? I have. You good? I have, good. and I continue to. Yeah. Uh, through my daily actions, mm-hmm. through my through my thriving, mm-hmm. I, I find a lot of peace and joy, and I'm able now to be on this side of it. Um, almost four years later, I'm able to look back and see that experience as a tragic happening that I've also been able to survive and to grow from because, you know, I am not, (laughs) I'm not the only widow in this world. I mean, it's like, I'm one of millions of people that have lost a spouse. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not um, groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but you know when it ha- it's it's one of those things like when people get cancer, you know you never really think about cancer until it happens to mm-hmm. you. Well, that's kind of the same feeling right. of like, you know, you know it happens, but it changes once you've felt it, mm-hmm. and then you are left to pick up the pieces. But right. I have def thank you. I- I've definitely forgiven my shortcomings. And I I don't wish to slam the door Mm -hmm. on any of those experiences or memories because it's allowed me to arrive here. Mm -hmm. It's allowed that to happen. So I can't be angry about the way it went down. I can just move forward, but never back, just not back. Mm -mm. Don't pedal, don't pedal back. (laughs) No, no. no. And I know we do fall from time to time for sure, Mm -hmm. for sure. But I was asking about that, the the embarrassing part, because I've been through that, but now I'm like, I don't care. Let me teach you. (laughs) That's why I'm here today. I mean, when you, when you talked uh, to me, you know, after my first podcast with you and you were like, you know, Bonnie, we should talk about loss and love. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, people don't want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so private. Mm-hmm. And yet it, anyone listening that knows me, it is certainly a part of my tapestry. Mm-hmm. It is no grave secret. And if me sharing um, my hardship with someone that could be going through this right now, if it can just bring a little bit of insight or hope to anyone that's listening i'm i'm happy to share mm-hmm. you know it's the life i've been given i'm i'm here to live it and share it so i'm cool i'm, I'm glad that you asked and yeah. i had i had no hesitations for some you reason didn't. and i feel really comfortable with you tiffany you do so. you do i mean honestly you do you told me when i met you at amy lively's yeah, event i yeah. mean I, immediately and i was mm-hmm. like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey girl hey 
Guess what I got for you? Right, right. <laughs> you know, I am I, not just a, a fun, frivolous girl. <laughs> no, no, you know. And I, and again, back to the reason why I do this, and I, 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 I want to share the successes, but I, my shortcomings. I've been told not to call them failures, but I'm calling them failures. But <laughs> hey, I could write a book on 1,000 ways and not to marry a freaking murderer, okay? <laughs> yes. I could just do it. That could be me. Amazon bestseller. I could. Hey, there's another thing we can do, Paul. Hey, that's it. I don't have time. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so my girl is thriving. So yeah. let me tell you about thriving because I think sometimes, hmm, I think sometimes, and I want you to write this down, it takes something or someone to move on or to get over another person. Okay. So I abused that yeah. one time because I, <laughs> I would, I was a serial dater. Who hasn't? Yeah. You know, like a serial dater. Like I'm going to date. I'm like my therapist yeah. says, I'm going to give you, can you take four months to not date a man? And I'm like, okay. And I did it. It was a challenge. It's like Why? my Tiffy challenge oh, now. Wow. So, and that I did it. Challenge. Yeah. And it's, and then I did it. And, and, but I also think, I went into the relationship of my my coming out. I met Greg and I'm like, dude, I'm here for a good time. There will be no marrying. Okay. I'm just t- saying we are not getting married. I don't believe in marriage. I think marriage sucks, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm happily married 10 years in June. So mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Yay. Bonnie is thriving <laughs> as she sits here in yellow next to me. You met someone. Okay. And we are going to do the math in a minute. I have to put her on the spot here in a minute. But <laughs> you met our fabulous Nick. I did. Listen to her. Oh, I did. She just groaned. <laughs> Nick I is did. fabulous. I did. Nick is fabulous. Nick breezed into my life. <laughs> He just breezed right in through the church parking lot is where we met. Really? <laughs> yes. It it was very unexpected and and the worst possible time to meet someone. Um, you know, I was told like don't make any major changes within the first year of grief and and um, you know, months into my grieving, this person enters my life, Nick, and it was like you know how we see someone and you just feel like, I just need to know them. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's like, that was like, me like, like yeah. us. You I know, do know. You just see like there's, there's, we pass by plenty of people and we're like, well, you know, great person. Bye. Um, but there was something about Nick that I, I just, I knew I needed to know him and I didn't know why I was too wrapped up in my own drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I really want this person in my life. He was this odd, audacious, young, handsome person. And I didn't know where that would even fit in, but I just knew it needed to be there. And so we became friends. Um, We did not just jump in and start dating each other. We just became friends with each other. And he continued to see other people. I did. I chose to be alone and have his amazing friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. And that went on for like a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it went on and on and on. And and then there was a time where we went some months without speaking and, and then we picked back up and, but I just knew there was something about him and I just trusted in him as a friend. And then literally after over a year of this 
friendship and on again situation, I'm like, I am so in love with this person. Did you have a crush on him, you think, the whole time? I think I kind of had a crush on him because I mean, he's so cute. He's so cute. He is cute. And he's I don't know. He is. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just so full of like, he's his, his amazing smile and this like cool personality that would make me laugh. And, and I just, I, I really just thought, well, it's a great friendship. And, and he'll even tell you the story of when I told him, you know, we're probably just, we're not going to be a thing. You and I, we're just going to be friends. And, and it's like, he knew better that it would be something more. Really, He stuck around his patience and kindness is like no other. And it's incredible how patient and loving he was towards me at this horrible time in my life. I mean, he literally met me at my worst. Mm-hmm. I was over 40 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, I drank too much. I ate too much. I didn't take care of myself. I was trying to sort of work again, but I had not worked for a long time. And um, it was like, you're walking into this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but I'm telling you, he has served as the greatest motivation in my world. And I love him so dearly for that. He has like lit this fire that has changed my perspective of living again. And I tell you what, after such a great loss, it is, I I just dare not take this for granted. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The little things, the little things of making my coffee. And the little oh, things gosh. of like just not being able to leave the house without a kiss. Uh, just the little things mean the most mm-hmm. after you've been through such um, such a, a hard loss. And then you found this incredible person. You you just drink it up. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soak it up like a sponge. Yes. And he is so <laughs> fabulous with your ruby, your fur baby. My ruby. <laughs> I watch those two and just shake my head. I know. There's there's basically, if, I mean, if you've met Nick, you know, he's just a very like persistent um, and genius and person and he's literally learned in his spare time from his business to train my sweet baby (laughs) that needed training right oh she is wild anyone can tell you she's just wild but he has trained her she's the most well-mannered dog like those two I used to have a dog named Ruby (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's now Nick's dog. I mean, oh, it no. is like his baby. Really? Uh, yeah, it is definitely his baby. And it Frenchie, right? Frenchie. Yeah, oh I know. She's a mess. Now, was did you have Ruby before him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had two Frenchies before, and um, one passed away Easter 2020. Oh, and Nick gosh. was there with me when we. There's had a grief. To, uh, that was a, also a grief. Um, and. Yeah, so we've just got the one fur baby. Wow. But you know, Nick and I, we have we have really started this whole new life together. Mm-hmm. And it is I mean, sometimes we sit and have our coffee in the morning mm-hmm. and we just look at each other like, this is the best. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I and, it, and of course it's weird because in the back of my mind I'm like, oh Bonnie, nothing lasts forever. You yeah, know, you, know, you can't think that Those way. Those voices now. You must cherish every moment you possibly can mm-hmm. and know that you deserve it right. and and know that that comes with respect and with gratitude 
um, you just continue on and just see what the next chapter has. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Turn the page. I, I, you ha- and you have to do that. Absolutely. So I do have to ask you, because I'm your girlfriend and people need to know that this is okay. So Lee was 24 years older than you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had that, you had that rhythm with Lee. Mm-hmm. Nick is... 10 years and one day younger. (laughs) We actually have birthdays together, which is very annoying, sort of, but now I love it. Um, We are exactly 10 years and one day apart. He is younger and... um, You're a cougar, you know that, right? Am I officially cougar? I kind of like that. 36-year-old cougar? Yeah. That's legit. I like it. that's right, Paul. Like she's a cougar, right? Yeah. yeah. He's shaking his head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll okay. Take, she just hurt. She I'll grew take 10 it. inches because I'll she's so proud. It. I'll take I know. it. So how has that transition been? Like <laughs> how, I mean, it's, it is different. It is different. Well, I couldn't keep up with a man 10 years younger than me. Uh, it's, but I'm 56. It's motivating. Is it's it? very motivating. Yeah. Yeah. He motive. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he can eat, eat whatever he wants, although he doesn't. We both lead very vegan disciplined yes. diets. Tell me about we that both, too. We yeah. both live sober and yes. uh, don't drink alcohol and we devote, um, you know, a lot to our lifestyle, uh, you know, full night sleep and ac- active you know, things throughout the day and our businesses and we get all this intellectual and physical stimulation and, you Mm -hmm. know, all the romance and stuff that goes down. But it is, it's a very, it's very different. I'll just say to answer your question, Mm -hmm. the age difference is incredibly different. Um, But also there's a huge difference in the level of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, What I have found is that, you know, men of Lee's generation, um, weren't really heavy on talking about feelings Mm-mm. as most men are not. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We, we learn to poke and prod it out of them when it's necessary. So that's a skill that, you know, I really didn't possess before is that healthy, honest communication. And that is something I have discovered in Nick. And he is all about some open, honest communication. If you feel it, you say it. And you say it with respect and you don't name call and you, you don't raise your voice and, you know, you, you talk things through, you find a solution and then you do something about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and create, create that sense of peace and balance. And so Nick is, Nick has kind of taught me that. Wow. I didn't possess that before. And normally I'd just be passive aggressive and move on about my day, but, but He's it's different you. with him. Like there's days I'll be leaving the house and he'll see I'm kind of rushing around and he's he'll stop me and look at me and say, take a breath and center me back to whatever it is the day is and give me a kiss. And and it's like, oh, wow, what, what just happened? Wow. <laughs> or he'll say, what is truly bothering you? Let's talk about it. Oh, dear. And we literally talk it out. And then I feel a million times better. Wow. And then he knows where I'm coming from. So he gets it. And then we're good. It, it's it's incredible. That's nice. It's real nice. Instead of taking a Xanax, huh? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there are days I would love to just do that and move on. But no, I mean, I live a completely vegan, 
uh, not complete vegan lifestyle, but complete uh, plant-based. <laughs> I'm about to Sorry, say it's her Chanel bag over here. Uh, yeah, you know, I do drive a Tesla. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, I do live a vegan, uh, plant-based diet, and um, I'm also been sober um, for a couple years now, and that's incredible. I love being so present mm-hmm. and uh, having that like sharpness about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for everyone. It's just kind of what I chose to obsess about and incorporate into my wellness. And, um, I don't, I'm not on any medications anymore. I'm, I'm just like free at last. Wow. So that's great. Yeah. Because everybody does, you know, everybody (laughs) does choose their way of coping. Coping. Of course mine. And mine is by far, I have to have a challenge. I have to have a, I have to have a goal. I have to have an end in sight. You're so goal oriented. I mean, just incredible. I mean, just like the the (laughs) discipline, but but I have to have it. And people do think I'm an odd, strange duck because it, it's it is i mean because they don't possess it no and that's, why. And, and that's fine and i just like i don't mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with i don't know i don't understand because it's not how some people do other things okay so tell me about your vegan lifestyle because you know i work for the the beef industry i have <laughs> i have i mean I'm yeah. trying, but in i mean I, I have that has been a part of my career for mm-hmm. sure and i mm-hmm. i obviously in animal and, and plant-based protein. Mm-hmm. You and I were going into this and then we got busy the other day, but why did you choose that form of diet? Great question. Food plan, food plan, because mm-hmm. I Great asked question. you if it was, oh, what did I ask you? Was it health reason or was, right? Yeah. So, right. So it, it, it you're not judging. No, either, you so. thought, I think you thought maybe in the back of your head, I was like an animal activist or something. And mm-hmm. maybe was it for animal like rights? Yeah. Reasons animal or, rights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do love animals incredibly. Yes. I mm-hmm. do. I would say in the beginning, that was not my motivation. Um, in the beginning, Nick actually took on um, a plant-based diet before I did. And he implemented that, just uh, was inspired by our beautiful sister, Alondra. And he was like ready for a change, getting his mind sharp, like, you know, lose a little, not that he had weight to lose, but he just kind of like buff up and mm-hmm. and cut out the, the heavy. Mm-hmm. So he chose to do that. Two weeks later, I'm like, oh, you like that? Okay. Um, I'm going to try it because mm-hmm. if you can do it, I can certainly do it. Well, yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I wanted a little, I was ready for a good, healthy challenge at the time. And I thought, okay, if you can do it, I'm going to do it. So I did. And, and it was literally like a cold Turkey for both of us. Wow. We, we cut out meat, we cut out dairy. Um, we did definitely in the beginning implement a lot of processed food, mm-hmm. a lot of the beyond beef and sure. and things to like give us that meat like flavor well, but and to, 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 to br- wean bridge, off. bridge the yeah, gap to mm-hmm. wean off. Right. But, um, it was, it was mostly a, a dietary decision at first. And, and the fact that, you know, I was really tired of, of overeating and choosing bad foods. Mm-hmm. And I kind of needed to eliminate some of the worst culprits of my diet, which was like the pizza and the steak what? and the lobster with butter. And I just thought if I can just eliminate that and just keep it focused on on vegetables and fruit and plants, um, I'll feel lighter. I needed to lose some weight. 
I needed to get off blood pressure medication. Oh, gosh. I was on blood pressure medicine Yeah, at age 32. Right. That's crazy, girl. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. And so about the same time, I started eliminating alcohol mm-hmm. and, and working on sobriety and sober living. And I'm telling you, that clean mm-hmm. um, eating that comes from the vegan lifestyle, you never get up from the table and just feel straight up miserable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and you don't roll around thinking, um, like with that heavy gut, you, um, you feel a lot more energized through your food, uh, less sluggish. The sleep is incredible. Um, your gut is not working so hard trying to digest those meats and dairies and you're not absorbing any hormones from these animals and, I just found it to be a great solution for me. Right. And now that I've done it, I really don't care to turn back. Right. I have I have stopped. Um, I now know what I can and can't eat, but I have stopped purchasing a lot of animal products, mm-hmm. especially in our beauty, you know, clean, oh, yeah. clean beauty and looking mm-hmm. to the beauty products that I use. Sure. Uh, cruelty free. Like I care more. Oh, like sure. I care more about that. <laughs> yes. Once I owned it, finally at the age of 52, no. Yeah. 52. Got Lala. And I was like, golly, what? I mean, I just, you just, you care more. Because that beautiful, you, sentient, sweet yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. You certainly you care do. more about you care your more. animals. You do. And that's, I'm embarrassed because I should have cared earlier, but I wasn't, I was scared of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and we're going to talk about that this month, but, um, you know, and I, for all the listeners out there, we're not saying this is the lifestyle for you. No. I, I have done no, that. This is just my journey. This Everything is, I've shared oh, this yes. entire hour is yes. completely my own thoughts mm-hmm. and my own experiences. Exactly. There are plenty of other alternatives to diet and to therapy and to oh, all those other things. So yes. To each their own. You know, um, I've, I've, I get caught up into, I, I, I do get caught up in sound bites and uh, media a lot with food. And I know because I, Hey, I'm a nutrition major. My, my, yeah. my career is food. And, and when I, that's what I studied. And I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, Katie Epps out of Austin, my body GX, and she mm-hmm. did the DNA test on mm-hmm. exactly what my body needs. Mm-hmm. And some of the things I was cutting out because I understand that, um, X, Y, and Z, I'm not, you know, oatmeal, mm-hmm. that's bad for you because, you know, you, it, it's the carbs and, and mm-hmm. it, it's going to make you gain weight. And so I incorporated this food plan for this eight week challenge and I, and, and, and I do eat protein. I eat, I, I, a balanced yeah, protein. If you follow her, you get to see what she eats yeah. and it looks good. Yeah. And it's, it and really it's good. carbs, I think is first yeah. and then proteins is second and fats mm-hmm. third and it's macros, but it's been amazing because, um, I have really, really taken the time to know what makes me feel better. Mm. And I cut out oatmeal thing while I was training for so many years and Mm -hmm. eating it so much. I was like, oh. So I added it back in. I'm like, are you sure? And she said, just try it. (laughs) I poop better. I, I, my, I sleeping, I'm sleeping better now. I am not in Jennifer Fisher today on the, that's, uh, she came out today, which is, Mm-hmm. What month is it? In May. She talked about her last meal of the day being the lightest. Sometimes I've been so hungry because I don't eat all day and it ends up being the biggest meal of the day. That's why I wasn't sleeping. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just about loving your body. Well, that falls into our love conversations Absolutely. that we've had here. Self-love Ugh. is not just a day at the spa. 
No. Self-love is something you choose every single day. And I, I don't know if you listened to Ed Milet. Um, he's an, a great motivational speaker, but he said something. Confidence is built in keeping promises to yourself. Whoa, say that again. Confidence is built by keeping promises to yourself. And when we tell ourselves, hey, self, we're going to start eating well. When we don't do that, we internalize that and feel bad about ourselves. But when we keep those promises and say, I'm going to eat a plant-based lifestyle, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to bed at a decent time mm-hmm. and make sure that I, I t- put the phone away, <laughs> you know, you know, girl, yes, uh, I knew. you know, all these little practices are making little promises to ourselves, and then keeping them. Mm-hmm. And then you reap all those benefits. Right. And then you, you are at the end of the day, a more confident woman because you did it. You said you were going to do it and you actually did it. I did. And, and it, it, even if it's as small as like, I'm walking the neighborhood or, um, you know, getting in your workouts mm-hmm. or making that better choice to have a light dinner instead of a heavy dinner, all those little decisions give us our self-love, which is love. It is. It is. And that's what this month is about. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie, I can't tell you how much I appreciate because this is a very personal journey. Yeah. And I know you and I know your heart. And I just appreciate, much like myself, you just want to help that person that is going through this right now, that's listening to this, that knows someone that's going through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. That is that is a challenge, and I reach out to me for sure. Absolutely, I mean, reach out to me as well. I mean, uh, you can find me. I'm most active on Instagram. I'm seldom on Facebook, but if you or someone you know is experiencing loss um, of love, um, I've got some great resources. I'm happy to send you a couple emails to um, you know my resources or. Um, just give you any kind of suggestions or encouragement you might need. If, if we can't help another, Absolutely. you know, uh, what's life worth living, it you is, know, it, it is, it's our, it's our job to live in purpose. Absolutely. And so it's what we're here for. I know. And I you love know, that you're doing it too, well, Tiffany. I love it. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is, this is a gift we can give for sure. Yep. You know, and, um, loss of love is not necessarily a spouse. Mm-hmm. Can be anything. My mom, your best friend. I mean, any of them. I mean, just it's just a loss. I know we've talked about it with with many, many people. But thank you so much for sharing with my people and your people. Yeah. I want you to all go to look at her Instagram. (laughs) And I have some stuff on there, too. But it's at Shop with Bonnie and her flat lays, her closets. I mean, it's just dreamy. (laughs) I mean, the closet she sees, I'm sure she sees a lot. But I do. I see... All everything in between. And when someone invites you into their closet, you know, you see all the good and the bad and the beautiful (laughs) as well. So, yes, I mean, I use social media as a way to share my love of fashion, to connect with other people that love fashion. And I love to leave encouragement and laughter behind. It's not a place that I, you know, used to flaunt. It's a place I use to empower and shine. So, you know, come on over, let's chat. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to put it out there. Well, she will be a sunshine in your home. I can (laughs) promise you that. Thank you. Well, everyone, I hope you learned love 
lost today, you know, just seriously, let us know what you think. And yeah. and we enjoyed talking to you today. And thank you for following me at Tiffany C. Blackman. My goodness, we're trying to get up there in so many worlds, the podcast world, the YouTube world, TikTok Instagram, world. the TikTok world. Oh my gosh, I just went <laughs> TikTok famous for a minute. Oh my gosh, really? I love that. Oh my gosh. Now I'm hoeing my dog out on yeah. Instagram, trying to get numbers. <laughs> Because that's what I do. I can do that. I feed her well. But everyone, follow me along. Tiffany C. Blackman, I adore you all. I appreciate you all. And please, above all, keep being fabulous. <laughs>